This episode is brought to you by the Pan Lagos Foundation. Pan Lagos is based in New York City, and they are a nonprofit cultural organization founded on the ideals of Hellenism, dedicated to the betterment of humanity by supporting intercultural dialogue and exchange through the Hellenic language, education, and ideals, providing opportunities for the pursuit of excellence to individuals of all ages and backgrounds, bringing the wisdom of the past in dialogue with the present. We aim to inspire a happier, healthier humanity for today and the future. Welcome to Life's Tough, You Can Be Tougher. I'm Dustin Planholt, your host. This is a show about life. It's about finding out who we are. It's about finding the things that we go through and we live through, and about meeting people along the way that can help make it just a little bit easier. People that can help us find our peace. Our guest today is Rebecca Silence. Rebecca says that you don't have to live tolerating the suffering and pain of past trauma you can actually heal it. Isn't that what we all want? Healing from scars, from trauma in our lives, from childhood to adulthood, no one escapes it. We live each and every day carrying some new weight, some burden, some created because of COVID, others created, well, because of past lives. Our guest today is gonna tell us her story and what led her on her journey to this moment of awakening to this moment of finding out who she really is and how she will live her life. Let's welcome her on now. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Hello, Dustin. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And I'd love to get to know a story. Tell us yours. How did this begin for you? How did you become Rebecca? I love that. And the way I'll answer it is... My journey has been a journey of getting back to Rebecca. I think we're born who we are, and then life happens, and we get disconnected from our spirit and our soul and our truth. And who I am today is someone that I'm proud of, someone who lives to serve humanity, and someone that truly believes that healing is possible on all and any levels. But now healing. So talk about that. You know, many times we, we have this idea that something truly heals. I mean, does a wound heal? Do you ever really forgive? Do you ever forget? It's a great question. So to me, my definition of healing is it doesn't hurt anymore. I try to make it very simple. And in my journey has been one of trauma, abuse, cancer while pregnant, And it's not about the situation or the circumstances changing, Dustin. It's about getting to a place where you don't need life to be different than it was or it is. And I love this word forgiveness. And when I think about forgiveness, one of the things that I've learned is that to forgive just means to get back to the place where you're loving the way you did before the hurt. What people do is they get guarded they shut their hearts down and it keeps them in hell and disconnected, quite frankly. 
So the forgiveness work, in my opinion, and in my professional experience is always with yourself. Can you forgive yourself for your best being enough? It's not really ever for the other person because their journey is their journey. And whatever happened that upset you or hurt you with another person, they were just doing what they do. It's not personal, but we take so much personally. The way that person was with you, you're not that special. They are that way with themselves and with others. So when it comes to forgiveness, recognizing that you don't have control over what happened, recognizing that you can't change the circumstance, but you can get to the place where you forgive yourself for feeling the way you feel, for showing up the way you did, acknowledging that your best was enough and becoming better for it. But how do you do that? I mean, it sounds really easy, right? On the surface, well, boy, I forgive. But how do you do it? Yeah, I have five steps to healing. Would you like me to share? Please do. Yeah, what I've done is I've created a roadmap in the Healing is Possible movement with five simple steps to healing. And one of the things that I like to just give as a disclaimer is these steps will help you wake up. And you know, when your foot falls asleep and it starts to wake up, it hurts. Well, when your life has fallen asleep and it starts to wake up, it hurts. And so these steps are simple. My work is simple. That doesn't mean it's easy. And that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to feel good all the time. Healing your way through hurt, whatever capacity that is, physical, emotional, spiritual, financial, it literally does at times feel worse before it gets better. But with these five simple steps, you can begin a path to healing that at least in my experience and with my clients works every time. So the very first step is courage. And when I am speaking to courage, you always have control over whether or not you're connected to the most courageous part of you. And we all have a highest self and we all have a self that lets us off the hook, lets us take the easy way out and isn't us at our very best. Courage is about becoming the source of your own encouragement and validation. And it's about connecting to that part of you that's stronger than any circumstance. But how do you do that? Now, I like to think of myself as the cowardly lion. So I, I am a Leo that there is this part of me that doesn't have the courage, yet every reason I should have courage. Why is it that when we know we should have courage, what is it, we don't have accountability? We, we can't find the fuel? What is it? It's easy. It's easy to pretend like we don't have it. What I'm suggesting is you always do, right? You, all of us, we've always got courage inside of us, and it's just a question of whether or not we're tapping into it. Am I going to connect to courage in this moment, or am I going to let the voices in my head that tell me I can't or I'm not capable win? Courage is about facing first your fears so that you can move through and conquer them. And no matter what situation or moment you're in, you have the capacity to connect to the courage that's in you, whether you like it or not. You know, we had a past guest, a pretty prolific writer that talked about family trauma, the family trauma aspect of his relationship with his mother, that it was never very good. And the more success he had, it may have caused its own level of problems or it was just based upon the home that what happens at home, families, should we find a way to get good? And are all relationships worth getting good? Like, 
And I think that's the challenge, right? That we always have this idea that every relationship needs to be fixed. I go, but to find fixed, maybe that is not a healthy relationship for you. I mean, is that, is that right? Well, here's the thing. I mean, my five steps to healing are just a way for you to create your own, right? There's no cookie cutter approach to life or to healing or getting back to the you you want to be. But we do have that right. My second step to healing is wellness. And I think this has a lot to do with what you're talking about regarding relationships. Because what I know is possible is that I can be the version of myself that I want to be with whoever's in front of me. There's this myth that people think the person in front of them is causing them to feel how they feel. Once we're adults, it's not true anymore. Kids don't get a vote, right? I didn't get a vote in my childhood. You didn't get a vote in your childhood. All of our listeners got dealt the cards they got dealt, right? And then it's very difficult for many and most adults to create a life that's well for them when their childhood wasn't. So wellness has to do with boundaries, knowing what serves you and what doesn't. Wellness has to do with relationships that feed your spirit in a way that you know you're growing into more and more of a person that you want to be. But then the relationships that are the most challenging, what I see all the time, especially with marriages, you can end a marriage, but if you haven't healed the pattern that had you want to end the marriage, you take that pattern with you into your next relationship. Now I'm divorced. I'm on my second marriage, very proud of the marriage that I have today, but I'm not saying you have to stay married. I'm saying do your work before you leave. Get back to a place of respect and love and knowing you did the best you could. And then if the other person won't work with you, they won't work with you. One of my hacks when it comes to relationships, Dustin, is to give people the opportunity to win with you. Tell them what you need. It's this epidemic in relationships where people focus on the problem and what's not working, and they don't ask for what they need to be different. They're not presenting solutions. They're presenting the problem and wondering why the relationship isn't healing. And why do you think that relationships aren't being healed? I mean, if one side wants it really bad and say, I want us good, then isn't that enough to heal something? No, absolutely not. Never. Right. Because in relationship, the only way a relationship can be reinvented is if both people 50, 50 are all in and doing the work to reinvent it. So if you're someone that's carrying your relationship, you're drained, guarantee it. And inevitably this relationship is going to hit a wall. You deserve people in your life that want to work out conflicts with you. And then you and only you can create your standards for what a well and healthy relationship and well life for you looks like. And then find the people that are willing to go through the breakdowns into breakthrough and reinvention with you. That's what's always possible. We can't skip the hurt. We get caught up in relationships and in conflict with other people because we have unhealed issues from our childhoods and our past, period, period. So you're going to play out what you haven't healed through at a stuck young age until you've grown through it. All that means is until you've grown through that trigger, you're just going to meet different people in different costumes and have the same issues that you just haven't healed yet. You know, it's interesting you say that because I think that becomes part of the pattern, right? 
I mean, you, you know that this show, we've had lots of amazing, successful people. And by the way, when I, when I say money, that doesn't define a person's success, but we've interviewed billionaires. And the one thing that I found about everybody in life is they kind of reach this point. And they're like, well, I thought I wanted, it. it's not what I wanted, or I want more. That yeah. you, It sounds like what you're telling me is when you find, to find who you are isn't in possessions. What is it? Right. It's about getting to a place where you don't need your life to be different than it was or is, and you trust yourself. And I don't think we find ourselves. That's not the journey we're on. When I say I've I've been on a journey of getting back to Rebecca, it's about getting to the, the me I want to be. You can be the USU that is in you. And then most adults are living in such a way where their adult life is literally just their childhood on repeat in different costumes. And we can design the lives we want as adults. We can choose who we want to be now, how we want our lives to go, what direction we're taking. And we always have that right and that opportunity but, to reinvent ourselves over and over. But it sounds like most people just throw in the towel. They say, hey, you don't know me. You, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't, you haven't been one day in my life, Rebecca. You don't get it. How can you tell yeah. me that, that it will be sunny, that, that my life will change, that it'll improve it? What do you tell people when they say that to you, when they've already put up the, the I don't know, the fence, the boundary, that saying, I'm telling yeah. you, you, you can't make me better? Here's the thing. I can't make anybody better. You are the one that can do whatever you want to with the life you have, past included, future available. What I promise is that healing is possible and that you have access to courage, to wellness. My third step is inspiration. And this is the doozy because what I'm saying is you have the ability to connect to what inspires you to live how you want to live. And only you can do that for yourself. You have to become your own lifeline in this one lifetime if you're going to be free. And so if I can survive the childhood abuse and trauma that I have, a domestic violence marriage and cancer while pregnant, you can survive whatever it is that life has thrown at you. And it's not a game of comparison. It's a game of the, the lowest low you've ever felt, the deepest, darkest places in you that you're afraid you can never heal. Well, what if you just took an approach to life where you were inspired to take it on or die trying? Sure. Go for it. Go for it. And maybe it won't work out, but what if it does? You're going to have to be the driver, though. Well, it's interesting you you say it that way, because the way that I look at it is people have heard the quote, what was it, uh, live, uh, what is it, treat every day at work like it's your first and every day with family like it's your last. Yeah. But what if you could treat every day like it was your last or that this is your last time to get it right? That it sounds that there are dots always being connected around you and it's the place you're at or maybe the people that are in your tribe, in this case, in Rebecca's tribe. Is that right? Well, I think like attracts, Dustin. So my circle has grown and become a circle of support, an army of support, really, that for a long time I could have only dreamed about. But I think we attract the relationships that reflect our relationship with ourselves and how we are with other people. And you don't have to have your life become a crisis or bottom out for you to give yourself permission to get up and take on living the life you want to live. And people that aren't wanting to live differently 
Good for you. That's amazing. I celebrate that. I'm not saying anybody needs to be different than they are. But what I'm speaking to is the person that's suffering, even if it's just a whisper. And I'm saying that suffering is your body and your spirit letting you know somehow you're out of alignment with the way you actually want to be living with who you actually want to be it's a wake-up call and it's an opportunity for you to choose how you want to live and who you want to be now and you get to change that as many times as you want as long as you're still here that's a beautiful way to put it it almost gives us this reminder that we have the fuel inside of us that when when they talk about olympians that They always find a little extra fuel in their tank to keep going. So who fuels you? I mean, I imagine you get the best of people and get the worst of people. Where do you find your fuel? Oh, I love that question. So my fourth step to healing is faith. And when I'm talking about faith, what I'm talking about is using whatever moment you're in and knowing that you have the capacity to make your life even better not there is no going backwards so what fuels me is faith that i have the ability to keep living and serving but my why is really my two daughters so i have a 16 year old daughter and i have a six-year-old daughter and when i was raising my oldest i was a broke single mom working three jobs trying to figure out how to put food in our mouths and gas in the car at the same time. And with my second daughter, she saved my life. I was diagnosed with cancer while I was pregnant. And I don't know if we would have found out about the cancer without that pregnancy until it was too late. It was very aggressive cancer. And I'm so grateful and blessed to still be here. And my two girls are my motivation for everything. I want them to see that they can be fully expressed as women and they can enjoy and love and experience as much of life as they want to. And I want to be a woman who's modeling living her best life for her kids. And I use this fourth step of faith in the hardest moments to remember that if I'm still here, I've got access to courage and wellness and inspiration, and I can use the moment I'm in to create even more possibility for my future, not less. So now talk to the working moms out there. It's, you know, the month of March is Women's History Month. Talk to the working moms. What did they go through? What did they experience? And you said this word permission. Talk to them. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's the thing. You're amazing no offense dustin but i think there's nothing more amazing than a fully expressed woman and a woman who's working and being i agree there by the way family 100%. and being that men are wonderful and thank you to all the men like you dustin that support women but but women in my experience do not give themselves nearly the credit they deserve for how impactful and powerful, which by the way, is my fifth step to healing is power. We have got to recognize ladies that we have the power to live and love and serve. And when we are living how we want to live, the people around us light up and they are impacted in a positive way. And when our spirits are suffocating, that has a ripple as well. And so what I would say to you women is let your best be enough and let yourselves experience you as fully expressed. Risk it. I have a challenge. Men too, but especially to women, especially working women. Risk saying no to what doesn't feed your soul or serve your spirit. 
Risk saying no more. So you can say yes to what you want, how you want to be living. You've got the power and the capacity to create a life where you feel free and where you're really enjoying your life. And you deserve that because you're giving so much to so many people every single day. You know, it's amazing. Chef Lydia, we had her on recently. And I asked her that same question, you know, talk to the moms out there, working moms. And she said the working moms that have younger kids, it's going to be different than those that have older kids. Talk about what ha has been going on in this, this COVID crisis. Yeah. How are the moms being impacted? Um, how's my wife being impacted? Raising the kids, in, in yeah. essence, uh, through a very difficult, traumatic experience. Talk to them. I would say, ask each one in your life, and you're going to get a different answer. And then... I've got a six-year-old, a kindergartner. I've got an older 16-year-old. And, and I just want us all to think that potentially our limitations can become traps if we're married to them. It's easy to think that it's more difficult if you have younger kids. Well, some might say it's more difficult if you have older kids right now. The point is, whatever you're facing that's difficult is difficult, and it's difficult for all of us. And then you have the power to lead your family through it. That's what I want everyone to hear. There's a lot of pressure to be a mom and a woman, especially if you're working as well and you have kids of multiple ages to like handle everything and keep all those balls in the air right now. I'm gonna say, let some of the balls drop, let your best be enough. So what if it's a mess and ask your kids, what do they need? How are they feeling? Ask your spouses, what do you need? How are you feeling? Tell at least five people close to you what you need and how you're feeling and ask them because it's different for all of us. And I really think that this pandemic gave us all the gift of having a magnifying glass put over our deepest insecurities and fears. And the benefit of that is we get to powerfully lead and grow through them or we can let life continue to unravel and maybe later we'll get to it. Or maybe you're loving how you're living now, and that's great, too. How do we learn more about you, Rebecca? You can find me at RebeccaSilence.com, and you can become a part of the Healing is Possible movement. I want us all knowing that no matter what else is happening in our lives or what we've already survived, we have access to courage. We have the ability to create a life that's well. We have access to what inspires ourselves and souls and spirits. We've got the capacity with faith to become better regardless of circumstances. And we have the power in us to remember we're still alive as long as we're breathing. And we've got the ability to lead whatever life throws our way. Life doesn't need to be different than it was or is. And you can be who you want to be. Thank you again for sharing your story. Life's tough. Rebecca silence is tougher. Thanks again, Rebecca, for sharing your story. And to the audience out there, what was your takeaway? Mine was to look at where you wanna go, set your goals, also decide what you want from life. That forgiveness is me giving up my right to what has been hurting me the most. Who do you need to forgive? Life's tough, you can be tougher. See you again next week, everyone.